Chapter 1 Jamie, we're off down the dog and duck for a beer. You coming? Glancing up at the young detective peering around his open office door, Jamie shook his head and indicated the file in front of him. I've got some stuff I want to finish up. Thanks, Barry. I'll catch up if I'm done before closing. Jamie returned his attention to the papers spread across the oak veneered top of his desk and growled in frustration. Too many, too many missing boys. Who was taking them? What was their objective? It wasn't murder. No bodies had turned up. And with the number of teens missing from the streets of London, there should have been a few more John Doe's on the coroner's table. But that wasn't the case. So where were they? Leaning back in his chair, he folded his hands behind his head and stretched. His head was pounding in time with his heartbeat. An intense ache in his temples distorted his vision and he rubbed his eyes. His case was killing him. The last boy had disappeared six days ago and there were still no leads. It was as though the kids had simply vanished off the face of the earth. Would another homeless teenager be plucked from the street on this balmy Friday evening? Friday. Bollocks. Jamie jumped to his feet and grabbed his jacket. If he was late again this week, he would be joining the missing, because his mother would make sure they never found the body. Slamming out of his office, he ran down the hall to the lift and pressed the call button, shifting his weight impatiently from one foot to the other as he waited for it to arrive. Friday night was family night, and his mother insisted that he, his older brother and younger sister, stop whatever they were doing, wherever they were doing it, and be home by eight o'clock. Barely giving the lift doors a chance to open all the way, Jamie stepped into the metal box with its faux granite walls and stabbed at the button for the garage level. He leaned against the wall and straightened his tie, ran a smoothing hand down his shirt, and then shrugged into his jacket. Glancing into the mirror at back of the lift, he frowned at the bird's nest that used to be his hair and feathered his fingers through it. He rolled his eyes and poked out his tongue childishly at his reflection. No matter what he did, his mother would find fault with his appearance, his tardiness, his manicure, his everything. So the primping was pointless. And yet you still do it. Calling a goodbye to the constable on reception, Jamie pushed through the double doors and jogged down the first few steps before stopping in his tracks. Oh, come on, she sent the bloody limo? He sighed heavily and stomped down the rest of the steps to the pavement like a disgruntled five-year-old. So what if it wasn't very attractive in a thirty-one-year-old? He couldn't believe his mother had sent a car for him. Didn't she trust him to show up under his own steam? Good evening, Master James. The tall, distinguished-looking, if somewhat elderly man, standing by the sleek black car, opened the door and touched the peak of his cap. For God's sake, Bernie, Jamie mumbled, ignoring the open door and walking around the bonnet to the passenger door. If I have to ride in this monstrosity, I'm not doing it in the back by myself. He chuckled as Bernie protested under his breath and slammed the back door while Jamie settled himself in the front beside the driver's seat. What are you whinging about? Master James, Bernie said firmly as he slid behind the wheel. You know Madam doesn't like it when you ride up front. Don't worry, Bernie old chap, Jamie replied with a grin and leaned over to pat the elderly man's leg as he started the engine. "'You can stop before we go up the drive, and I'll get in the back. It'll be our little secret. Unless she's finally bugged the limo.' He glanced over his shoulder at the smoky glass privacy partition. 
She hasn't finally bugged the limo, has she? Not yet, sir, Bernie chuckled as he pulled into a gap in the heavy London traffic. But I believe it's on Her Grace's to-do list.'